Welcome everybody to this ninth edition. It's the ninth edition, Rock? That's correct. We're the ninth nine. edition of the Adam King Show. Thursday is going to be our 10th, man. We're just like steamrolling it. Sure. Oh, we got a... Uh... We're losing Rock over here. You're losing me. I'm, I'm yeah. showing up here. Huh. Oh, is this that? a sign of the decline of America that our Wi-Fi doesn't even work anymore? I'll tell you what, AT&T and, and Verizon have dropped the ball everywhere I've been in the country. You know, me too, Rock. I'll tell, I'll tell our audience something that Rock and I are dealing with. So my phone like totally broke and like Rock and I like, like my, it only works on Bluetooth. So like, I can't make direct calls out. So Rock has been watching and like, I've been trying to get a phone for like, how long has Three it been? Weeks. Three weeks. Three I've been weeks. trying to get a phone. More. Every phone. I want to get the iPhone 14 maxed out top, you know, one terabyte so that we could do our show and our recording on it. And every single time I go in, they're like, we don't have it for like a month and a half. AT&T, Verizon, uh, Spectrum Mobile, you know, like I'm going to every T-Mobile. Like nobody's got the phone. It's like a total sign of the decline of America. It's bizarre in 2022 that the internet is so spotty. It is. It's strange. Anyways, let's get some memes going on. And uh, I'm glad we could incorporate your uh, internet outage as a part of the show. You know, because <laughs> that's how we roll over here on the Adam King show. Everything is an opportunity. And let's get to the meme. Le meme. Hit me. Okay. This week, some of them are kind of serious. Celeste Filer. This is our election special. Celeste Filer. Vote as if your business is closed, your children are locked out of school, and your family member is alone in the hospital, and you're not allowed to be there. And you have to show a passport to eat because the same people who did this are on your ballot. Vote them out. That's correct. Get them out that of there. That is it. That's not a joke. We're not joking right now. Here's one by New York Patriot. This one kind of caught my eye. kind of goes along with what we were talking about with our cell phones. <laughs> Why do we need cell towers every three miles if the president can call the moon in 1969? That's fascinating. For sure, it's because we just discussed it. Verizon won't make a Do you know about Nikolai Tesla and all the free energy stuff? Of course, I'm from Western New York. I've been getting so into this lately. Yeah, I've been we're... like constantly thinking about, you know, like free energy systems. Sure, let's create our own Tesla. You know, we'll it, do a yeah. uh, we'll do an episode on it because I've been reading these books lately called, on something called low energy nuclear reactions. Fascinating stuff. Not, I don't know enough to talk about it. We're but we're gonna find a guest. If any listener out there knows anybody who's in the whole fusion world. Low energy, low energy nuclear reactions. Anyways, we got to get that free energy. For sure. Any congressional bartender, me with 50 followers and an $8 Twitter verification. Boom. So they're angry. What, they, what are they angry about? So basically, Elon Musk is charging everybody $8 for Twitter verification. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're so mad about that. I know. We get over yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Rich. So this is like a. This is a meme, me hiding behind anything, listening to the angry congressional bartenders. <laughs> Maybe it's not that funny. It is. I thought it was funny. funny. We'll try another one. 
here's one what's up with hallmark and their movie type right like one type of movie all the time what's the the most different one this one right here i wonder if i could zoom in this you one sure right it's here. not just an implant in the future? that's the uh that's the <laughs> special one that was the one that really uh <laughs> was different yeah dude that's crazy who wants to stop climate change everybody raises their hand you got aoc you got angela merkel you got uh <laughs> macron you got justin trudeau tim uh, justin timberlake what's his name not justin timberlake uh Brad, not even Brad Pitt. Who is that guy? It is Brad Pitt, right? I don't even oh, remember yeah, the yeah. guy. No, that's no, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, oh my God, Leonardo. we're getting to the day where people don't even color. remember his name. He's so <laughs> fake. God dang, Leo, you faker, and that little that little teenage exactly. girl, whatever. <laughs> Who wants to stop climate change? They all raise their hands. Comes down. Who wants to tell China, which is responsible for one third of all global CO2 emissions to reduce its pollution so we could stop climate change. <laughs> and they all be silent. Yeah, they put their And look at up. the one, look at look at what they do with Justin Trudeau's picture in the bottom. They make him blackface. <laughs> that was when he did blackface. Yeah, yeah. It's so crazy that they can get away with stuff like blackface. It's yeah, nuts. Well, you know the president exactly. of Canada did blackface. <laughs> it's so shameful. <laughs> Dude, we're not going to get through all these. There's no way we'll get through all these today. Counting votes. Oh, we'll stop at this one because of our election special. Right-wing savages, counting votes. Then one night, dude's dumping a bucket of (laughs) ballots on the woman. She's like, oh, dear, what do we have here? I know. And now it's all digital, and it's like one week of voting. If we get it in a week. If we get it in a week. We have to see. We have to wait, you know, until enough mail-in ballots you know, come in for each favored candidate. We have to say straight up, Adam, that if the you know, election theft is done electronically, so we need to we need to do something different. It is. Adam, Hi, you have a great show. Let's, I'll see you let's soon. Bring him in. Let's do it. All right, we have our guest, right, Mark Goldman, from Boca Raton, Florida. How you doing, my friend? Wonderful. Thanks, Adam. It's uh, great here in the free state of Florida and uh, beautiful Boca Raton. And uh, I'm happy to be here. You know, I I spoke to you last night and you told me that you uh, were invited to that um, rally and and you didn't quite make it. After Um, seeing the reaction in Florida, do you wish you were there? It would have been so much fun, of course, and they always are. It was just uh, my. Did you ha- did you happen to actually see uh, see the speech, uh, replays no. of it? No, I didn't. I had I had some other commitments also. But... So I'll tell you, one of the most beautiful things I ever saw in my life was in that speech. Really, tell me. Uh, it, it was it was remarkable. Um, it was a beautiful sunny day. You saw like the Miami background. It was gorgeous. The sun. You feel like you're in Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, he's pumping up the crowd. Trump is working it, working it. The crowd's going crazy. And then he pivots and starts talking about this dark and somber subject about what the Biden administration has done to America. 
the Democrats in general are, are doing to America. Biden is just their front man. He's, he's their front puppet, their, their animatronic robot that does their bidding. All of a sudden, Mark, dark clouds, I shit you not, dark clouds surrounded the, the rally. It started raining on him. Wow. In the middle of the speech, it went from sunny to rainy. And they're playing like, and Biden ruined our economy. And Biden, and he sent our jobs to China. And the border's been flooded. And it's pouring. And he's jumping up and down laughing. Trump is laughing, saying, this is the best rally I've ever had. He's saying this live. And I saw it live. And it was probably one of the most magnetic, inspiring Trump moments I've ever seen in my life. That's great. That's great. I'm, I'm glad because he's looking to do the right thing and the other side is definitely looking to do the, the wrong thing. You know, um, you and I have had countless discussions about Trump versus DeSantis, and you've always been a hardcore Trump supporter for Trump 2024. And I've kind of pivoted some ideas by you about running DeSantis 2024. Mm-hmm. After seeing that speech that he did to back up Marco Rubio, no way could I ever see DeSantis 2024. It's Trump, baby, all the way. I mean, well, Trump train 2024. And DeSantis has to get with it. As I think I've maybe mentioned, I think that Trump DeSantis would be a beautiful ticket because we would, I mean, the swamp is very deep, mm-hmm. needs a lot to clean it. And so it's not something that's going to be done in one term or two. So Trump would have four years and then DeSantis would have eight years and then hopefully whoever would be VP then would have more. We could start to get back to what our country is supposed to be and the true democracy and the true republic and all the other basic fundamentals that we were founded on. So on that subject, I have a question for you as a um, Miami resident or Florida resident, uh, former New York, now Florida resident. Who's New into what New Jersey. Yeah. So for, for now living in Florida, intimately involved in Florida geopolitics, in the instance that we do see a Trump DeSantis president, vice president ticket, how mm-hmm. do we protect the gains that we've made in Florida? Well, what, who, sh- who fills in DeSantis's shoes so that we can safely say that Florida is like a stronghold that we Republicans can count on into the future? Because I know with, I know with DeSantis in Florida, we can count on Florida. But who replaces sure. DeSantis? Well, I mean, I think that's a fair question. And I think that there's a, there's got to be a decent list of people who could. And I would say that it would probably be better to look outside of the political arena as Trump is someone who has not uh, been in politics as a career, but somebody who has the common sense of having lived in real reality, not political, mm-hmm. fake reality. And so, I think there's an endless number of people in this state who could certainly uh, take that on. What do you think about Laura Loomer? I don't think she would be uh, one of the ones to do that. But uh, 
like I said, there's plenty of people who are not political who yeah. think would be qualified and capable because it's an executive position and people who have been executives in business know how to look at things in a common sense way and see where there's waste and see where there's things that aren't supposed to be there and you know make it more run better so that being said um you and i met through the republican jewish coalition many years ago yeah um you you've seen firsthand my involvement in different republican organizations and whatnot um as somebody who's dedicated a lot of free time not paid time to helping the trump administration when it was in office um, I would hope that the president would be open to my criticisms and critiques now, moving into a 2024, seeing that, yes, I could be galvanized to be back on the Trump train permanently. And I think one of the biggest problems of the administration was how he took people from the House to fill White House positions, such as Devin Nunez is now the CEO of Truth Social, um, Radcliffe had headed the DNI. Um, Mark Meadows became chief of staff. Mark Meadows was, I, I'm a very good friend of Mark Meadows. He, he, this guy is one of the heroes of our country and he's currently not serving in any post whatsoever when he was killing it in the house. Do you remember how he was killing it in the house? He was no, unbelievable. I mean, he, he was terrific, uh, in Congress. And I also think he was terrific as chief of staff and i think that he was by far the best out of the lot but i think that you know for trump to feel his way about who he could put in the right positions and who was trustworthy and all the other things because as we said the swamp is very deep and, mm -hmm. and it's it's a learning uh, experience to know you know what you're dealing with and who you're dealing with so you know he didn't do every single thing perfectly but who does yeah and what do you think about like trump bringing in a complete outsider to the system as his vp choice well i think that outside well i mean ron is not uh the santis is not an outsider right again, i think he has the right perspective on things and the right perspective mm -hmm. on America and the right perspective on freedom mm -hmm. and the right perspective on uh, founded as a nation under God. So he can do an excellent, excellent job of, of that as he has shown that he's done in Florida. It's and, true. And stood up to the pressures that have been put on him because that is the main thing standing up to it because the other side is always so good at just hurling accusations and continuing to you know call people names and all that kind of stuff so they're good at that diversionary approach to mm -hmm. keep people from not, from recognizing what's really happening um have you uh have you been paying attention to any of the other races around the united states particularly john fetterman versus dr oz well i think that you know i think that's a 
such a good example of how corrupt the media is instead mm -hmm. of really talking about the issues they are so good at finding diversionary things mm -hmm. so i mean how is it that a campaign became about someone calling vegetables crudités as opposed to the fact that here you have a guy in Fetterman that wants to let prisoners out of prison, leave the borders open, just endanger everything, not even talking about mm. his health. Do you even think he's cognitively there? Well, I'm saying not even talking about that yeah. in terms of his policies that he has been standing for for any number of years to do all that thing, all those things to endanger Pennsylvania as well as America. I mean, but no, let's talk about that. He didn't call vegetables, vegetables. And, and the media is so good at diverting things like that and making that the subject. One of the things they did, I mean, when you think about it, Afghanistan, what the Democrats did in Afghanistan is something that is still affecting every, the right. whole world today. And it's be, crazy how it's just been like thrown under the rug. And should still be front page. And yet, if you remember, three days after Afghanistan, the entire media and the whole country then was focused on a skinny blonde girl who was killed by her boyfriend. That became the front page and the headline of everything. And Afghanistan was relegated to an irrelevant topic. How is that possible when everyone is still being affected by Afghanistan? You know, um, that's a that's really a tremendous point. Afghanistan has been such a story that's been burned under the table. Eighty six billion dollars in advanced military. That's equipment. just one piece of it. That's just one. And I was actually surprised how much the Iranian government benefited from that, because oh. it turned out that the Taliban sold a humongous chunk of the equipment on the black market to the Iranian government. Very high level stuff that we have to the Iranian government in exchange for billions of dollars in cash, probably stuff, probably cash that they had saved from when we gave them 150 billion last time. The whole thing, it seems to be so deep. I'm going to make a blessing on this water and then I'm going to ask you, how do we stop this thing? How do we stop this thing, Mark? What do we do? I think that people have to know what the truth is and we have to be willing to stand up and point out what's so, as opposed to going along with or being afraid of the cancel culture because they're so good at the cancel part. Right. And, and um, if we let them be effective, then the truth never gets out there. So people are not paying enough attention to, to be able to tell people who are on this show or people who may be watching are not necessarily the average 
person. Mm -hmm. The truth is, is we don't have the largest viewership numbers, but the people who watch these videos are so impressive. Like th these videos get seen by like so many people on the, on the leadership in the right. And so well, then they'll eventually then disseminate. They spread, they need to spread it out. And yeah, we've had Rogers. We did. I, I would love to have you on again. Actually, we were supposed to have you on with um, actually Matt Brooks was supposed to come on today. The executive chairman of the rjc but he's with dr oz and uh well we're gonna have you on with a whole bunch of people coming up i, I also want to get you on with roger i reached out to him but he's actually on alex jones all day i was Good. gonna see if the three of us he's he's been on the show twice already and yeah, not great but again well another thing is the other side is very good at messaging oh it's yeah ever message they decide they all repeat the same message. Right. Whereas we are very individualistic, which is part of the strength of Republicans that we're not like collectivists. On the other hand, we don't message effectively because each of us has our own particular way of saying it. Whereas they just repeat whatever they're told to say. It, they're like uniformists and we're like individuals exactly and like that's why we kind of like that communism group think mass formation psychosis have you ever heard this term mass formation psychosis well but i don't know but you're not allowed to think is their basic approach yeah that whatever they tell you is what it is and is the gospel you have no right to your opinion you know, um, Laura Ingram put up this uh, this uh, thing the other night about amnesty, that uh, the Atlantic published this article about from this I don't know liberal quack job, who wrote this article saying, do can we just be have amnesty now for COVID and move forward and realize that we made mistakes? And Laura Ingram went off, and uh, and and she, you know, goes into uh, what do you tell the person who had to say goodbye to their relative through a glass window or like uh or the children who have you know the list goes on and on the family I mean, that lost the, their the business dam the, the damage that was purposely done in complete uh ignoring of the facts is just clearly uh intentional i mean there's no mistakes and i, I mean when you look at the Florida results, for example, compared to so many of those right. low states, uh, both mentally, emotionally, financially, and physically, Florida did better. And I think when, uh, if my information is right, Sweden, who stayed open uh, throughout the entire thing, and except with the exception of making sure that older people who had um, you know were susceptible exceptionally susceptible susceptible were protected but other than that everyone else was free to go about had better results than all these lockdown places so the places who what didn't pay attention to the truth didn't pay attention and just did it in order to scare everybody that's what they did it, intentionally too intentionally, it, of course. this isn't one of those like um 
what did they say? You should never let a good, uh, um, you should never let a good crisis go to waste or something like that. Yeah, yeah. This isn't a crisis. This is a manufactured crisis. They did this. You know, on Thursday, we had a, a um, we had a replacement guest on Thursday. We had Dr. Uh, Margaret Aranda from the FLCC, the frontline COVID doctors. You know, these doctors who are fighting for medical freedom and stuff like that. We were supposed to have an expose on L.A. City Council. We had members who were running come on. But on the previous Monday, we had Roger Stone on and they all got wind of it. And all the Democrats bailed on me. I had like this whole panel set up of Democrats. And um, and uh, Dr. Aranda came. People that say don't bother me with the facts because exactly narratives already set. They say, if I go on your show, it's suicide, Adam. It's suicide. Right. <laughs> like We've known each other for X amount of years. It's suicide to appear with me. Like, what an offensive thing to say to a friend. And then he asked me, like, you know, there was one city council guy running for city council. And I hope he wins, too. Honest to God, I hope he wins. You know, because the other candidate is like this pink-haired lunatic. You know, like the, the ones who run around, you know, with the, the mass formation psychosis. Uh, but we had Dr. Aranda on on the show, and we we went deep into COVID land. I mean, we went so deep into COVID land. And she's coming on actually this coming Thursday uh, to go deeper with us on because we ran out of time. And um, but they want us to let it go, Mark, and we shouldn't let it go. We we can't let it go. Letting it go means it's going to happen again. I mean, when you really look at it, these are people who deliberately did these things uh, and they're saying they want to let it go. These are the same people that are saying that uh, you owe reparations for slavery. So, I mean- Right, I'm Jewish, man. We're Jewish. Our families didn't own any any slaves and we didn't scalp any Indians. I'm just saying, because you're white, that's that's all. I don't even really consider myself white. And you know what? I'm so sick of the white versus black thing because white people are really not white and black people are really not black. Like I've never seen a person who exonerates the color of black, nor have I a white. I've seen really pale peachy people and really dark brown people. But but the whole thing is purposefully, intentionally divisive. So they make issues where issues don't exist the intention of getting people upset and, and uh, creating uh, internal dissension it's it's the um it's the uh the psyop behind the government it's the yeah. psychological operation yeah where government agencies are involving themselves in media and entertainment and all sorts of vectors of society to make a population feel a specific way or solicit a specific reaction from society for mass manipulation. It seems to be that way. The problem is so bad, Mark. How, how do we get out? You know, like you're, you have your hands, you know, I want to out there. We have to make sure people get what the truth is. You know, I want to, I want to pivot before we get into how to save the world. Um, you recently just gave an award to president Trump. And um, I want our viewers to know who you are. I don't you 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 really like are a behind the scenes type of a guy. Um, You know, this is somebody who won a New York Supreme Court case 
you, you, you've had such a career, you know what I'm saying? Like you've done so much for our country. You, you facilitate so much for the Republican party and for, for everybody. And, and, it, and it's important that, that we have uh, uh, a peop, more people stand up like you do for, for the fighter, you know, the, you, well, I, you know, I've had the good fortune of having the opportunity to stand up for certain things when it was uh, the right thing to do. And I think that's what we all need to do is recognize the difference between right and wrong and do it. And what we're seeing, what the other side is doing is saying there is no right and wrong. They can just decide everyone can have their own truth. And what I see is they're literally crossing off commandments because that's the foundation of the country as one nation under God, which means everyone agrees on right and wrong. And the, and the commandments are very simple. Don't murder, don't steal, don't lie, don't covet, co you know, honor your parents. And what do we see? Oh, it's okay to murder babies even when after they're born. So cross that one off. Stealing in California where you are is fine. You can steal up to $950 with no problem. So cross off stealing. And only the state has the right to determine what to teach your child. So they have no business honoring their mother and father. And of course, we see fake news on a regular basis. So you know, uh, let's not forget to mention that they just added the COVID uh, experimental vaccine to the child schedule when talking about taking children away from their parents. Yeah. And so, I mean, the list is endless, unfortunately, with that. And of course, uh, everything they say is coveting because you don't deserve what you have. We should be able to take it from you and give it to those who we deem more deserving. So, when you're crossing off a basic understanding and agreement of what's right and what's wrong, and everyone can have their own truth, then where are you? You're in the jungle. Mm -hmm. And that's no longer civilized behavior. So, um, Mark, you're such a warrior for our cause. And recently you were honored with honoring the president. And I want to play a clip from that because I think it's so cool. Um, unsupported format no are you serious i could play it from my phone okay i'm sure um you're i don't know what's that you're the techie i'm not worried i uh you know i'll tell you i am um not the biggest techie i could have been in a different life but uh but uh unfortunately i didn't take computers too in high school. If I just took that one class, it would have all worked out for me. I would have been, you know, the owner of the largest uh, free speech platform on the internet. It's not too late for you to take it, I'm sure. Exactly. A kid like you could still go right ahead. Yeah, exactly. So I got it on my phone. The audio might not pop up on my phone. Let me see if I could get it one more time on my computer because I really want to play this file. Actually, somebody is supposed to send the video of the, of the evening. So when I get so up, before we play the file, what was the event about? Well, it was the well, uh, American Defender of Zion Award. The American and, 
Interesting. Defender of Zion. And of course, Donald Trump did more for, well, there's a few things. One is, as you have seen, and if you have it, well, maybe I could show it to the audience, the spelling of Jerusalem, right? Yeah. Uh, the first three letters of Jerusalem is J-E-R. And the second three letters in Jerusalem is USA. Oh, yeah. And there's no accident that USA is right in the middle of Jerusalem because when you think about it, Israel from its founding originally thousands of years ago, and then America from our founding here hundreds of years ago are the only two nations ever founded on the basis of a nation under God. Uh -huh. And so both countries have been able to become what we have become uh, because of uh, that basis. Because you, when you have basic agreement on right and wrong for everybody, then, and, and you know that it, it is right, and just like the starting with the Ten Commandments that we just discussed, then you have a basis to move forward and America became America and Israel's well, we you know all these. So, um, like so I we said, got the file up. I'm told by our backs by our backstage that we got the file up. Let's see if we could get. Uh, there we go. Principles in the Ten Commandments three. It says everything in the one and only God is the rule. Don't murder, don't steal, don't lie, honor one's parents, don't covet, as well as that extraordinary rule that insists that we all take a day of rest from That's beautiful. I wish I got the full clip. I only got 41 seconds of it. Well, like I said, I'm waiting for uh, the whole video, so. What an honor to share that message with the president. It was. It really How did was. he take it? I mean, he was great uh, in the way he took it and the way he spoke then for quite some time about Israel and how he mm -hmm. feels about Israel and the fact of the things that he did that no other president has ever done. And so there's no question of where he's coming from regardless of the fact that they call him names and call him anti-Semitic and doesn't matter. The other side, when the truth doesn't matter and you can lie about anything, then they just lie. So how many times is that the first is that the first time you ever shared the stage with the president? Shared the stage, yes. Mazel tov. Yeah, thank you. I um I always hear of you with the president here and there, but to share a stage with the president is quite a yeah. is quite an honor. Uh, yes, I felt that it was and that it is. And so I have to ask you a question. I know that you love Trump so much. RJC is coming up in November. How do you feel about them having Pence as the keynote? 
Are you allowed to talk about this on air? Like, does it cause you complications? Like, I don't want to. I'm not worried about talking about anything. I mean, Mike is fine. And uh, I don't think. Do you really think that Mike Pence is fine? I think he's like gone so rogue trader. Well, we will have to see where all that comes out. And, you know, that's one of the things that I guess I think we need to, when you talk about what we need to do to fix things, what we need to do is not have people be professional politicians. That is not a job that anyone should ever have. No. People should come from a real life, Correct. whatever they happen to do, and come serve for a term, maybe two, depending on what. I mean, but then go back to reality, not live in, the, in that bubble which removes people from reality and right. it things become more about them than mm-hmm. it does about uh, what, they're, what they're supposed to be serving. They're not serving. And that's people. why I feel yeah. like Pence is a traitor because I feel like the deep state is the, is the entity that is betraying the people in the country. I think the deep state is very deep and uh, it's hard to even know where it starts. Where so it what starts. do you think is twisting his arm so much that he's gone to such extremes as he has? Because I've I, seen him smirk at the president on stage. I've seen him smirk. Not- I, have, I haven't, and I really could not. Recently, he spoke at a, um, at a convention, and he was asked about the audience, and Pence is totally running in 2024. You know that, right? I mean, listen. Pence versus Trump in the primary. Can you imagine that? It would destroy him. I would would find that surprising if that were to happen. But I mean, look, you know, I can't. Mark, let's bet a fine bottle of wine, okay? I'm going to bet you a fine bottle of wine. If I win, I'll buy you a bottle. If you win, you buy me a bottle. That Mike Pence is going to run in 2024. Okay. All right. I can't wait to drink that bottle, Mark. I might fly out just to drink it with you. Well, it'll be my bottle that you buy for me, so you'll have to fly out to bring it to me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> How come you never started a winery? I think you would love, uh, like, a, like the. I I remember. The, do you, are you still doing anything with those tomatoes? The no. I, anything I, with actually, those projects? Think, no, I'm not. The tomatoes. Um, what was I that research project you were involved with? Yeah, the, the tomatoes, I think, were too close to the ocean to be, uh-huh. you know, very good. It wasn't good enough for growing, I think. Uh, that was Weren't you involved in, like, some university study about sound and how it affects plants? Well, uh, it wasn't a university study. It was my own uh, study to see what effect various tunes might have on on different things, but uh, like I said, the uh, growing environment wasn't sufficient to get it all right. So uh, it's a project that's on for another day. Spring is coming, man. We're just entering into winter. <laughs> yeah, right. Mark, you're somebody that I've spoken to about this ad nauseum, and for the audience, I'm sure this is going to be a novel concept. But this weekend, we just had daylight savings time where we set our clocks back an hour to go to winter time. 
Right. Now you, I've told you the, my theories about, about daylight savings time. And as you know, Marco Rubio sponsored a bill to end daylight savings time and make permanent summer time. Right. And we're going into winter and I'm looking at winter time. And for my audience who doesn't know, I only keep winter time. My friends make fun of me. They call it King standard time. And like, cause that's the correct time. You know, the time of the ancients, the time since daylight savings time began, summertime is the artificial time, but our idiot, I don't even know how to describe them, seemingly satanic Congress decided to vote for permanent daylight savings time. So this is the, this might be the last winter time, Mark, ever. Well, I mean... I don't know that there's anything for me How to say we... right or another about that, but I mean, daylight saving time started because, you know, in the summertime, farmers needed more time for planting and harvesting. What if that's yeah. just the PSYOP they told us? Um, I like to joke around and say that if you can convince somebody that six o'clock is really seven o'clock, and then six months later, come back and convince them that seven o'clock is really six o'clock. And then six months later, convince them that six months is really seven o'clock. You can convince this fool of anything. Well, I mean, but it does stay lighter for, for later. And there is the time for harvesting, especially when there wasn't uh, much in the way of, you know, uh, electricity and other things. So I really... I don't have an answer. I don't know enough about it to say, but I, I do know that, or I do understand that at some point uh, it was about planting and harvesting. I'll tell you on a spiritual level, I can feel it. Yeah. Like this weekend when the clocks went back and I woke up and my clock on my phone, because the only clock that I have that's on the world standard time is my phone. Every clock in my house is always on winter time. Oh, and that's yeah. the only way that you can accurately chart the positions of the planets by using the clock, yeah, you know, fair. so where in the spring, the equinox, six o'clock is sunrise, 12 o'clock is high noon, six o'clock is sunset, 12 o'clock is midnight. And then yeah. a clock is divided by 24 parts. Yeah. So with permanent summertime, you just on the seven, one axis, everything is either seven o'clock or one o'clock. You never get to that full... I, I get it. It's like a, it's like a psyop. You know what I'm saying? Like, why didn't they just make permanent? Why didn't they just go back to the way that time was since time was created? I wasn't involved in it. So I have no, problem. how do we get involved in that discussion? That's really the, the topic that we should be talking about. It, you know, it's, it's actually a very weird thing, Mark, that I woke up feeling so compelled to legislate the correct time. But I actually maybe have this. Run, maybe you need to run for office. And, and so you I've been thinking this show might pivot into some second run, you know, like I did in 2014. But okay. um, we will see. We will see. If these idiots keep going the way that they're going, we are either not going to have a country or I'm going to have to run. So we, we, we will this, see. This election is going to determine a whole lot. And tomorrow is a very, very very big day for America and you know we need to you know undo we need to take back the House and Senate and undo some of this damage some of it which is so uh, 
harmful, we need to really address because between the debt and the prisoners out of prison and and the open borders and so many other things that um, we've been doing is it's catastrophic. What is, because what is the world without America? Mm -hmm. Every I mean. Freedom only exists because America has been willing and able to stand up for it. Um, have you seen that the uh, Pennsylvania voter rolls have uh, gone missing? The um, there was an article this morning that came out that um, they have completely uh, and they're not going to fix it. It's uh, I shared it to my 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 truth social at Adam Kingdom. Um, I'll try to find an article, but the only way that they're going to get through this is by cheating. You know, they're. Oh, I mean, they're very good at that. We, we know that the rules don't matter to them. They'll just do and say whatever uh, they think suits their narrative. So, of course. Um, so they're, 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 here it is. It says that um, the article, uh, fears and suspicions in Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania, an electrical failure has wiped out the, the voter confirmation reels. It's already happening. So it's either we, we it's either we win and dominate or we are completely it's either we win and we dominate or we're completely flushed out by voter fraud. And then what happens if it's voter fraud? Do we pick up arms? What happens? Do we have civil war on Wednesday? What's the deal? No, I wish I had answers. What would you do at that point? If you wake up Wednesday and the Democrats have won everything, what are you going to do? I'd have to give it a lot of serious thought. Well, tell our viewers. We, our viewers need to know because um, that's a that's quite a real possibility that could happen this week. Like I said, I'd have to give it a lot of serious thought before I- Is Wyoming about to become the most populated state in the United States? <laughs> I mean, there's so many different possibilities of, of what can happen, but let's not, you know, make up what's gonna, what's gonna happen. I think there's gonna be, it's, clear, it's clearly a red wave. Well, I mean, that seems to be the case. After seeing Trump's speech, I feel like it's all coming back. You can't deny that God's presence was in that speech. Amen to that. No, of course. Well, yeah, so, you felt so, it. Aim at you, the right time. Yeah, you felt it. Guess. You felt it. I'm glad. Yeah, I felt it at least. I hope yeah. America felt it too. At least the Latino community. I hope they come out and they vote for Marco Rubio. What's going on with you and Marco? Are you close with the Rubio campaign? Well, I mean, uh, I've seen him, you know, a number of times, and he mm -hmm. seems to be doing doing well and uh, articulating the points well. And look, the other side just wants to bring down America, and mm -hmm. uh, if we let them, like I said, what's the world without America? So we can't let them.
darkness and uh, that's right absolute darkness you know i'm i uh, i always use what i think is a simple uh example of the difference in republican run or democrat run areas and one area in particular where the geography is the same the climate's the same the geographical uh, everything is the same all the genetics are the same would you rather live in democrat run north korea or republican run south korea that's the basic difference between how the two sides look at things you think if the democrats win we're going to have concentration camps i mean i put nothing past them in terms of who they round up look who they look how they've done it and arrested even you mentioned Roger, Roger Stone is up look at the way they you know gone after some of those people in such an intense aggressive way mm -hmm. and if they could do it to anybody else who can't they do it to and when they tell you they're hiring all these other people to enforce what they want mm -hmm. Not the same as representing the people that they're saying they're representing. How do we get with Biden in the White House and let's say the House and Senate go red as the planet Mars and it's super red, House and Senate? We're still gridlocked for two years. That's all. Let's focus on that reality for a second. I don't necessarily agree with that because if it's super red, then I think uh, they can get to the bottom of a lot of the truth of things which have been taking place that are, to me, are clearly not in the best interest of America and purposely being done by those opposing America. And so if the truth comes out, then changes can be made. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't give up so quickly. Well, let's say that the House and the Senate go red and all the governorships go red. Carrie Lake, she's my favorite. Let's say she crushes it, builds yeah. the border wall. Everything's well. We have we have Biden in office. How do we get rid of these 88,000 IRS employees with, with guns? Well, I mean, again, there's a long list of things that I think that both the House and Senate can do and look into and some of what has been i think uh you know lied to to the american people excuse me when the truth comes out and look even the hunter biden laptop stuff once that starts to come out mm -hmm. I think we begin to see who we're really dealing with and who they're really working for i think the twitter purchase is really going to help that to tell yeah, you that, the would truth. Be, that would be terrific I think you know, Musk, I think that yeah. Elon Musk is going to, Yeah, I'm hoping. Me too. I'm hoping. He seems to be doing the right thing. Listen, it's, it's just about letting the truth come out and not, you know, are you, just preventing are, it. Are you paying any attention to his um, $8 verification thing going on? I, personally, I've never been on Twitter, so I don't know. And I don't know. I don't even know. You're not missing out. My take on the whole thing, he, there's this there's this debate going on because he's now saying that for 
you could put a verification sticker on your profile so that if you have if you have the verification profile that the the audience knows that's really you there's not fake accounts so he's now saying that he's going to charge eight dollars a month for the verification profile and you had all these people freak out you know and i and but the truth is is i think he's bluffing i think he's just like freaking people out and seeing their reactions well again i'm not a mind reader he's uh I'm sure he's got. I, I think he's going to play some games with the public thing. very soon. And I think that um, from the little I read, you know, a lot, there's been a lot of fake people or people who are, you know, not really people on Twitter. Right. Various things. So I think Something like 34% of the accounts were bots. So that I can't, I don't know, but I'm just saying it's yeah. very important. It's an act of it's an act of of real um, American heroism if he truly bought Twitter to liberate free speech. Yeah, I mean that's so. And if he and if he does, the other platforms have you know closed up free speech, and that is such a danger for the country. If he does steward this Twitter thing correctly, I believe God will reward him tremendously. And uh, it, I, ironically, as we're, we're coming to the uh, close of the show, I see in the background a book, The Way of God, Derech Hashem, that you have over your right shoulder. And uh, um, I teach another class. This show is connected to another show that we're doing called the Beit El Book Club, which we're just reading Kabbalah books. And we actually read that book through cover to cover in the class. And... Um, one of the things it says in that book that I love more than anything is that God created the world for the purpose of the bestowal of goodness onto another. And he asks, what is that goodness? And the answer is that goodness is free will. And so when I read that book, you know, I, I think my, my American mind, my American mind lights up and, uh, and I, and I, and I, and I'm very, you know, because America, what we're here for is freedom. This is all about freedom and you yeah. can't have true free will without America. If America goes dark, you won't have the free will that, uh, that and you need to live in a, a true expression of God's reflection. Well, again, what's the world look like without America? And again, you go back to what North Korea looks like because that's what happens when government's in control. And back to what you said about the book, I mean, it's the, it's the founding here and in Israel of that there's one God and there's a right and wrong. And you have to start with that basis in order to have a free society because if you believe murder is okay and I don't, then where are we going? And or stealing or any of those things. So there has to be beginning with the fundamental agreement. And if there's not that, I mean, just to share, and I think I've shared this with you, the first time I got to Jerusalem to study and I had these rabbis point something out very simple. They said, when you went to school, you were taught about the great civilizations. You were taught about ancient Greece and ancient Rome. And you learned about all the gods that they had in Greece and Rome. And as they pointed out, when you have many gods, you can always pick one to agree with whatever it is that you want to do. And, and um, for example, just a second. 
if I'm in a position to do something to you and I want to, Zeus just told me he's mad at you, so you're done, it's over, right? And had we been living then, we'd say, come on, we'll go to the Coliseum, watch lions eat people, gladiators kill each other, and that'll be just a fun day of entertainment. And they pointed out that the whole mission for Judaism is to bring God's message to the world and explain. That's not how it is. There's one God, and there's right and there's wrong. Murder is not okay. Stealing is not okay. And a few other little basics. So we need to really get back to that and start doing it and acting accordingly. And, and uh, then we have the chance of coming back. And by the way, when you think about who gave it, you have to ask this question. Who else but God would insist that we take a day off? Hmm. let alone two well i i truly also i believe that completely that a god revival is necessary in america yeah yeah that's that's the fundamental foundation get back to that get clear about and what difference it makes a revival of god and family yeah well that's part of it in every single house where they dye their hair pink and they go around changing their genders, there is is fixings on the family level that need to take place. You know, the they the family is severely broken. Well, when you're gonna ignore what the facts are and when you look in your pants, it's clear if you're a boy or a girl. So when you right. see one thing and say it's something else, then what's true? Nothing is true. That's yeah. The ones that really get me are the ones that say they're a girl, but they keep their beards. <laughs> Have you ever seen that? You've seen that. Come on. Uh, I see it all the time. I, I, I'm like, I look to avoid any of it. But they uh, wear dresses. They get breast implants. They and they have their beards out. Like, <laughs> what is going on there? Anyways. All right. As, well, as we're closing out the show, leave our audience with a, a nugget of wisdom. Tell us a story. Tell a story. Well, maybe I'll just tell a, a joke about uh, how the media is with Trump. Okay. Uh, so this particular joke goes that Trump is on the boat with the Pope and a big wind comes and blows off the Pope's hat. So Trump climbs down off the boat walks on the water, sees the hat, picks it up, walks back on the water, climbs back up on the boat, puts the boat back on the Pope's head. Next day, the headlines, New York Times, CNN, MSNBC, all the all that media, Trump can't swim. <laughs> so, I mean, oh no matter what he does, they're going to say bad things about him. So it's just unfortunate that they're not having the truth. Just tune them out. They're done. Off. Mark Goldman, you're a leader of the free world. Thank you so much for coming on our show. And I and My I look forward to time. having you again sometime real soon. Thank you so much. Be well. Thank Bye. you. Okay. Bye. God bless America.